0: doing good it's been a while since we talked welcome to cryptic chronicles it's me tim hacker and i'll be your host you're really gonna love this episode because as you know i'm a huge lovecraft fan i'm joined by a newcomer to the show gabriel fuentes as a co-host and he's from the cryptic chronicles facebook group who uh he does some moderating and he's become a pretty good friend of mine anyway this uh episode is all about the cthulhu mythos specifically the great old ones Uh, Lovecraft died an unknown writer, basically, to anyone other than a select group of people. But amazingly, his gothic supernatural fiction has only increased in popularity since his death in 1937, and it doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. The writings that would one day be known as the Cthulhu Mythos touches a part of the human psyche on a primordial level. To quote Lovecraft himself, The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. And he was sure right about that. Lovecraft was so unique in his writing style of uh, the horror that he created, basically. Uh, He created a whole new genre called cosmic horror, where the nightmares that haunt the protagonists are so beyond human comprehension. Simply reading the name of a great old one can cause someone to go insane much less looking at one of the unspeakable horrors. In the Cthulhu Mythos, the universe is uncaring and indifferent to the existence of humanity, and many of the godlike entities in the Mythos embody this philosophy. The Great Old Ones in particular are the Spawn of the Outer Gods, in which I talked about before back in episode 18, Most of the Outer Gods exist just outside the Material Universe, whereas the Great Old Ones very much dwell in the Material Universe that humans reside in. They aren't as powerful as the Outer Gods, but they... But on a power-level scale of infinity, the Great Old Ones are easily among the most powerful beings in the universe, with countless followers out in the dark cosmos. Lovecraft himself was a strong believer in the philosophy of cosmicism, Cosmicism is a belief that humans are insignificant in the universe, and that if aliens exist, we are not better than them, beneath them, or even equal to them. We're just a blink in the eye of infinity, and no superior than insects on the grand scheme of things, which I'm sure you might find depressing, but the darkness is all part of the fun. In cosmicism, we as a species is just a natural form of evolution and all we hold sacred and dear is basically meaningless. Just delusions of animals trying to make sense of a universe where the only rule is chaos. We make up all these labels on everything around us trying to make sense of an insane universe and pride ourselves and our scientists and sciences that basically know nothing of the true nature of existence and never will. In the Lovecraft universe, humans were never meant to know much and never destined to journey far from our rock we call Earth, because our extinction will come long before we can even begin to glimpse the vast expanse of infinity that is the multiverse. In the Lovecraft universe, all priests, prophets, and spirituality in general mean nothing. And if other entities in the universe found us, they most likely would just look at humanity like we look at an infestation of cockroaches. Harsh, right? This is the philosophy of Lovecraft and the backbone of his cosmic horror. For example, good and evil don't exist in the mythos universe. They are words used to describe human behavior, and all labels we apply to things are subjective. So obviously, something like religion has no place in cosmicism. What is good to one person is bad to another, and and an enlightened belief to one group is ignorant nonsense to another. Though cosmicism might sound like nihilism, it is not nihilism. To Lovecraft's philosophy, we can't escape our cosmic fate, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to be great or make something of our lives. But to the mythos, humanity is oblivious to its place in the universe. And that's basically an ongoing theme in Lovecraft's writings. And one day Cthulhu and the Great Old Ones will wake up and rise from the dark depths of the earth to bring about the annihilation of mankind. And Cthulhu will rule our planet once more, like he did before humanity even existed. Um, so we go off on tangents every now and again, Gabriel and I, but he's a great guy, and it was really awesome. So enough blah blah blah, let's go join Gabriel and talk about some Great Old Ones, yeah? It's time to get weird. All right, so with me is Gabriel, and Gabriel, how do you pronounce your last name? Because I've only ever seen it in text.
1: All right, it's uh, Gabriel Fuentes,
0: F-U-E-N-T-E-S. Fuentes? Fuentes. Fuentes. Yes, correct. How you doing today, man? I'm really doing well. And how have you been? Good. Welcome to Cryptic Chronicles. I know this is the first time, so, you know, be patient, peeps. Thank you very much. Yeah, no worries, dude. Here, okay, let, let me close stupid Facebook so I don't get any... Bing! Uh, I know, huh? Annoying notifications. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the old ones, the great old ones of the Cthulhu mythos. Yes. So, what about the Cthulhu mythos and the great old ones, like, interests you?
1: I think it's more of uh, how they came to being and uh, what part do they play in, uh, I guess, human evolution and how we came to be as well.
0: Yeah. I think that the best thing about it to me is just like the fear of the unknown or the fear of things that are beyond human comprehension.
1: Oh, that's a good point, too. Yeah, you're right about that. I like can... In...
0: Uh...
2: Go on. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, you...
1: Uh, there's a, a lot of people that fear, like you said, the unknown, and it's uh, because they don't understand or they're not taught, like in schools or any uh, colleges or any sort of places like that or learning, that we fear
0: stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. What we can't explain uh, just terrifies us. Yeah, that's correct. There's um, there's a lot of other stories
1: just uh, besides the old ones, but uh, you're right. Would you like,
0: where would you like to start Talk like in this conversation we're going to have about the, the Great Old Ones? Where would you like to begin? Uh, probably, um, maybe Cthulhu? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's... Cthulhu? Yes. The f- most Cthulhu. famous of all the Great Old Ones. Yes. Sounds uh, good think, to me.
1: Uh, yeah, from HP Lovecraft. Yeah, that's the first time I ever heard of him. Mr. Cthulhu.
0: Yeah, it's pretty famous. Yeah, he is so how- the great priest of the outer gods. Oh, I didn't know that. That's good to know. Yeah, he actually dwells beneath the sea in the city of Relay.
1: Yeah, I've heard that one before too. Um, what was it on? Uh, yeah, it's uh, he it comes out in uh H.P. Lovecraft's uh stories. A
0: lot yeah, man. Of, uh, yeah, Dreams <laughs> in Which the House. And yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, the, the call yeah. of there's not really um, great old ones mainly themed or, or like really prominent in too many of the stories. The Call of Cthulhu is one of the few where there is an entity that's straight up in your face. I think the other one is just the Dunwich Horror, you know, where it's got yog sothoth But most of them, the, the great old ones or the outer gods are kind of just like in the distance. It's just like the unknown. But yes. from the mythos is named after Cthulhu. So, I mean, he must have had a big impact in the story, The Call of Cthulhu. Here, I'm going to quote something from H.P. Lovecraft from that. That is not dead which can eternal lie, and with strange eons, even death may die. So, like, technically, Cthulhu is dead underneath the ocean. Yeah. But the old ones are just, they're kind of beyond death. Well, not all yeah. of them. Some of them can die.
1: Like, like, almost like an immortality kind of thing. They're kind of immortal.
0: Yeah, um, I think uh, Cthulhu, if Cthulhu has a daughter, uh, I forget her name, it's some crazy thing. And if he's ever killed in like a great battle or whatever, he's going to use her to be reborn. Oh, okay. Uh, what is her name? I forget. They, uh, uh, Cthulhu, he's from space and he crash landed on Earth like a bajillion thousand million years ago. And at one point ruled the earth and everything. Yes, and he was. Uh, I think he was in a battle with uh, these winged. Uh, what were they called? Um, He's I got think... a lot of enemies. Oh, um. Yeah, oh crap! I think. One yeah, the elder thing. things. Yes, correct. Yeah, they're the ones yeah. who created the Shagaths and created humans too.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, uh, well. There's like. What I've noticed, there's over 144 of of these elder beings. And like you said, Cthulhu is like basically the main one that we really know more about.
0: Yeah. And he's actually got a bunch of different pronunciations for his name. Like Lovecraft himself pronounced it like really bizarrely. It was like uh, Cthulhu or something. And I've also heard Cthulhu, but I just like Cthulhu. That's what I'm most used to.
1: Yeah, I think most people are used to that name and uh, it's easier to pronounce than most of the other names, actually.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, I, I was reading into uh, these myths about all these uh, old ones and there's all 144 that I know of and I think family with the revelation of writing detailing relations, we have learned that Cthulhu descends from Yo
0: Yoxathath, yeah.
1: Yeah, there you go. Possibly having been born on Boro Boro, in the 23rd Nebula.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dudes from space.
1: Yeah. Well, I think most uh, um, life, uh, I'm not going to say started out in space, but it had to do a lot with uh, uh, how human evolution got started.
0: Yeah, the elder things are the ones who jumped that off. And that's yeah. one of the scariest things is like, there's no, like most of the creatures in the Cthulhu mythos, there's no purpose for it. It just is like even yeah. humans. We don't have a purpose. Who knows what purpose we have? We just are. Yeah, that's true. Cosmicism. That's what it's yeah, a that, philosophy. That's what it's called. Yeah. Cosmicism. Uh, okay. Cosmic horror is based off cosmicism, which okay, was know, yeah. Lovecraft's philosophy. Yeah, it's a really dark way to look at things.
1: Okay, so some of his offsprings were, Gathona. Gath- that's her. That's that's the
0: yeah, one who's Gath- who resurrects him Gath- if he dies.
1: Yeah, and also Yitoga, Sathomag, and Sipi- Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce. It. I'm not good with pronunciation, so.
0: Yeah, it's all good. You, nobody can pronounce that shit. Yeah, I it's know. unpronounceable.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure these are like really, really uh, ancient uh,
0: words. You know, well in the in the mythos universe, they're not really meant to be pronounced with human vocal cords.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah. So you can just
0: it was- pronounce it any way you want. And uh, oh, one of yeah. the cool things about the Cthulhu mythos is is there's no solid canon. Like he left yeah. he left the canon open. He even let tons of other writers. You know, everybody knows that tons of other writers write about stuff in the Cthulhu myth- Mythos universe. And yeah. the only canon that matters is your own head canon, which is actually really, really genius. Yeah. I, I've,
1: I've also even seen him in uh, uh, some comic books, like um, Marvel, I think, uh, came out with a, uh, uh, a couple episodes
0: with him in it. Yeah, totally. Um, and you can, you can yeah, see dude, the dude, influence dude. of it everywhere. Oh,
1: yes. You you see them on t-shirts, you see them on billboards sometimes. Well,
0: it's Um, like, it's in World of Warcraft, it's in Warhammer 40,000, Warhammer Fantasy. Like, there's so many different franchises that are influenced by Lovecraft.
1: That's true, very true.
0: Did you know that uh, Cthulhu has straight up killed other great old ones before?
1: Yes, uh, they they had uh, battles and wars, actually.
0: Well, there was one that was coming to Earth to, to like consume Earth. And he was like, no way, dude. This is mine to consume. And he ganked that... it. So <laughs> <laughs> like, anyone's going to destroy Earth, it's going to be me. Uh, what was it? Um... <sighs> what was it? He had
1: that big battle with... Uh... What was the name of them? Um...
0: Well, the Elder Things. But he also hates the King in Yellow, who is another great old one. Have You you oh. know, the, the saying, have you seen the yellow sign? No, I
1: have actually never heard of that.
0: Oh, you haven't. It's it's no. the king in yellows, creepy. He actually okay. wasn't even create. Yeah, he wasn't created by Lovecraft. He came later. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. But he, he's one of it, Uh, Cthulhu's prime antagonists.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, totally. Uh, so when did you get interested in uh um uh the Great Old Ones?
0: Probably when I was around twenty. My friend Dave was into it, and he gave me The Mountains, At the Mountains of Madness, like on an audiobook. Oh. I mean, I, I've seen Cthulhu and, um, you know, Lovecraft work before that, but I didn't know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. It was only after that that I really, like, started to notice it and how much it influenced, basically, all cosmic horror of all genres. Yes. Um, yeah, a lot of horror stories came uh, after that. Like... Uh what was
1: it uh maybe even a uh, 20 no I, i'm not sure about 20,000 leagues under the sea no Does
0: that have some influence in it well one of the things that influenced cthulhu um was okay lovecraft hated water and he would look into the ocean and he found nothing more terrifying than just like staring into the vast depths of the ocean and not being able to see what's under there
1: you know what i have the same problem bro I- yeah yeah, I hate being anywhere near the ocean when it's dark. Cause,
0: well, it's just freaky because uh, you can't see what's yeah, in the water.
1: Yeah, well, like how they say, you know, we we only know like ten percent of what's under there. And yeah. Supposedly, we and they tell us that we know more about the stars, but so that doesn't make no sense to me. How? Can
0: yeah, we know we know more about space than we know about our the depths of our own oceans. Exactly, and isn't that crazy though? Yeah. When you think about it all this
1: technology we have and we don't even know what's in our own planet. Sometimes,
0: Yeah, we got an uh, ego. Yes, <laughs> we think yes, we definitely. we think yeah. we know everything. Yes, definitely.
1: Uh, well, there's been uh, some um, internet like on YouTube that they show like under, uh, underwater cities, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: they have, have sunk like probably like thousands and thousands of years ago. Who, so who knows what's actually down there? Or w- even if there's other kind of beings down there.
0: Oh man, there's tons of stuff like the Yonaguni monument. Oh
1: yeah, you seen that one? The the one in uh, Yeah, dude, you...
0: yeah. I've I've yeah, talked I... about it before. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh man, I gotta
1: start paying more
0: attention to your show, bro. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it was a know. Patreon
1: episode. Yeah, Angela's uh, told me about the um how she got started also uh, listening to your show too. So, yeah, thanks. She wanted, to, she wanted to say hi uh after the show is done. Yeah, so sure. That sounds you... cool. All right.
0: Thanks. I'd love to. I'd love to get like everybody from our group in here.
1: Oh, um, I hope so, bro. Uh, a lot of people have really good, uh, um, you know, stories to tell. Especially yeah. stories. You know how how creepy that that our group could get sometimes. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, me too, bro. I'm really
0: <laughs> for, for you and how it's going there. Hey, man, it's about all you guys, not just me. Like, if you guys are having fun, then then I'm I'm good.
1: Yeah, me too, bro. Uh,
0: I really appreciate it.
1: For sure. Alright, so
0: uh, back to Cthulhu. So, um, you said your friend was the one that introduced you to it? Yeah, my friend Dave. Dave? I invited him to come on, but he's working. Alright. Cthulhu has, like, insane powers. He's got superhuman strength, nine vulnerability, flight, madness, manipulation, immortality, telepathy, reality manipulation. I mean, this guy's he, like... the bee's knees, right?
1: Yeah, plus he's a giant... Oh, yeah, he's massive. Yeah, he's massive. And plus he has minions.
0: Many, oh, yeah, minions. the star spawn. Yeah. Yep. Which is hilarious because I don't think... I don't know what Lovecraft was thinking, but in Call of Cthulhu, he, he like, uh-huh. comes up from the ocean and he, uh-huh. he gets taken out, like, goes back down because he got rammed by a boat. Oh, no way! Yeah, it's like, dude, aren't you invincible?
1: <laughs> and he takes... he. Kind of gets taken get out by a boat.
0: That, there must have been something else. Like, my imagination makes up for that. It's like, oh, he was just—he just he just didn't care. He just wanted to go back to sleep. Uh probably. Uh, the boat had nothing to do with it.
1: Or the boat had silver on it.
0: Not something like that? No, no, he just didn't care. He was like, oh, yeah. whatever. I'm going back to sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, it was first published when? It was uh, a pulp magazine? Weird Tales, right? 1928?
0: Yep. Uh paranormal supernatural fiction was his thing. Yeah. What was it? Cthulhu his like the king in yellow who I was just telling you about. Yeah, Haster the unspeakable is the king in yellow. And oh, Okay, okay. He's also known as the unspeakable one, he who is not to be named. Um yeah.
1: Oh and he's also worshiped by uh, non-human creatures known as the
0: deep ones. Uh the deep ones worship yes. Haster no, 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 no. Cthulhu. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. They look oh. like him, too, kind of. Yeah. They're well, fish people. Uh, okay, so, yeah.
1: There's also a church of Cthul- of the subgenius. It's a parody religion. Mm-hmm. It includes some aspects of the Cthulhu mythos, such as the other gods who are led by, like you said, Yog sothoth
0: Yog knows all, sees all, and is all. He exists outside of the material universe. Outside okay. of outside of space time. What, what would he be like in uh um I'd say Chaos. that the only person more powerful than him would be Narlia Hotep. Just because he can traverse into all the dimensions and realms, even our own, whenever he wants, yogg yeah. can't can't do that. He's locked out.
1: Do you think it's uh possible that a being like this could actually exist in well not just in our dimension in Let's say came from another dimension, into our dimension,
0: and... Yeah, um, man. I mean, who knows? Like, anything's possible.
1: Yes, definitely. I'm one of those people that believes that um, uh, different dimensions do definitely exist. I've seen some strange stuff in my
0: days. All I know is I know nothing. (laughs) And, you know, Um, there's a lot of, like, occultists and uh, uh, people into, like, mystical shit that uh, actually... They say that they can contact the old ones and do rituals and stuff to yeah. like interact with them, and they actually like get responses and stuff, which is super creepy.
1: That that is creepy because imagine uh, just hearing a voice out of nowhere telling you they're Cthulhu or or you know one of the elder gods, and you know you have to do stuff for them in order for them to come back someday. Yeah,
0: yeah totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of... who knows? Like. um they they just like say that they've done the rituals and and everything to contact the great old ones or the outer gods and stuff like that and they say that they've had some success and that has made uh well not just that but a lot of people have wondered if maybe lovecraft was influenced in a different way by something more than human because he got a lot of his influences from his dreams so there's okay, there's people it. out there who think that he actually... Because, I mean, whenever he was asked about it, he would always be like, no, it's all fiction. I wrote it all. It's all made up, whatever. Just enjoy the stories. But, I mean, yeah. if you did have a connection to something like that, would you ever tell anyone? Did everyone just think you're crazy.
1: Yeah, definitely. A lot of people would just uh, blame it on insanity.
0: Yeah, no one would take him seriously anymore. So oh, he no, would definitely. just... Any smart person would just keep it to themselves. But there's people who think that maybe Lovecraft connected to something more, like something. There's something yeah, it, to the outer gods or the the you know the great old ones.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: And they have a lot I of think, archety- uh, archetypes. Sorry, go on.
1: No, I think you're right. I think uh, he might have
0: been uh,
1: um, hearing these entities, you know, talking to him, or even even coming to him in dreams, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah he said like that a lot world. of it was influenced by dreams.
1: Yeah, and uh and that's how he came uh you know, how they looked and how they acted and what their powers were and stuff like that, you know?
0: Yeah, especially Near Lahotep. He he had like pretty profound dreams about that guy.
1: Oh he did? I I wasn't sure about that one.
0: Yeah, Nir Lahotep, do you know who he is? The I'm crawling sure. chaos? Um oh, he's you know an, he's he's an outer god.
1: Okay. He's
0: uh, yeah, not it go on. I'm sorry
1: i was looking into um like i told you uh there's over 144 that i've seen and each one has a specific uh like realms they control over you could say and mm-hmm. powers and uh minions and uh, yeah and how they influence um, humanity. yes how they influence humanity and wars between them and uh just traveling dimension to dimension even sometimes like you said uh uh, swallowing whole planets. Oh yeah, planets.
0: totally. Any, anything's game in in the cosmos in the Mythos yeah. universe. <laughs> we're yeah, just uh, yeah. yeah, we're insignificant human beings in yeah. in that universe. Yeah, it's like ants to
1: what uh, what would it be?
0: Uh, Basically, just ants... insects. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, we're just insects. We're just a blink in in the existence of like beings that are immortal and beyond our comprehension. Well, that's
1: basically how sometimes it is, even uh, in um, in religion. You know, it's yeah. Like, uh, a lot of people uh, tell us well, certain things about their religion, and we we sometimes we tend not to believe it, even though we don't really know what's the truth.
0: Maybe there is no truth. That would but, go with the, the Cthulhu mythos.
1: <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Or if there um, is a truth, we'll never know it because our brains aren't capable of comprehending it.
1: Yeah. Until uh, you know, I I say the way I think about it is the uh, way we'll actually know is Mm -hmm. when we're complete, and when I mean complete, is when we make when we meet our creator, as far as for me, you know,
0: that's interesting. Yeah,
1: and and I'm not talking about like uh, a Christian thing or a Muslim thing or any of those other religions. Personally, to me, God is everything, He's the creator you know what i mean yeah so uh to me um uh, mm, anything that's sentient uh has a right to exist basically
0: i don't know if cthulhu would agree with you Ah, uh, i think the- <laughs> things I that things only exist to please him you know like one of yeah. the main ways that he talks to people and influences people to become cultists and do his will is through dreams
1: yeah i actually was reading up on that uh and that's how it got most people to, uh, I, how can I say it? Uh, to follow people, him. Yeah, the more people he gets to follow him, the stronger he gets. The, I, I think that's, um, you know what, that, that kind of came out in, uh, have you ever seen, um, what's that one movie called? Uh, it has to do with gods also. Mm. Which one? What's that uh,
0: but it's, there's just so much to do with dreams with Lovecraft. It's pretty fascinating. Like, there's even a realm called the Dreamlands, and every world, like, has its own Dreamlands, basically. And it's like an alternate dimension. Neil rules over ours, or at least he protects it. Yeah.
1: Nihil-Hotep?
0: nihil There's different ways to pronounce it. That's just the way I like to pronounce it. Okay. The Crawling and... Chaos. He's the one who plays humanity like a chess game.
1: All right, all right. And uh, that's the Crawling Chaos? Yeah. Okay.
0: He has a thousand forms in one or something like that. But he's probably wow. one of the most fascinating of all because he, unlike a lot of the other entities in the Mythos universe, has a personality. Okay. They're just so not he... some cosmic... Ho- well, he is a cosmic horror, um, but he's he, he can be somewhat understood.
1: So he's more of a... Uh, more personal, you could say. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you can reason with him. And um maybe if you're lucky he won't make you go mad and die a horrible death.
1: <laughs> well who knows? Maybe we're all mad. And you know, this is this is just a dream we're just having, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm sure that Lovecraft might somewhat agree with you, or at least be entertained by that notion. But um one of the the coolest great old ones I think is the one I was talking about earlier, Haster who I just mostly just go by the king in yellow. Here's a quote from The Whisperer in the Darkness. I found myself faced by names and terms that I had heard elsewhere in the most hideous of connections. Yagath, Great Cthulhu, Tassavgwa, Yagsathoth, Relay, Nyarlathotep, Azathoth, Hastur, Yan, Leng, the Lake of Hali, Bethmora, the Yellow Sign, Lemur-Cathulos, Bran, and the Magnum in And was drawn back through the nameless eons and inconceivable dimensions to worlds of elder, outer entity, at which the crazed author of the Necronomicon had only guessed in the vaguest way. There is a whole secret cult of evil men. A man of your mystical erudition will understand me when I link them with Haster and the yellow sign, devoted to the purpose of tracking them down and injuring them on behalf of the monstrous powers from other dimensions. So Haster is kind of a dick. Ah. His favorite form is to be just a man with a a yellow robe and a yellow mask.
1: You know what? That sounds familiar. I've seen that somewhere. Uh, Like, uh, um, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was uh, uh, a...
0: You probably have. like Because one of the things with Haster is people will just say randomly, all cryptic. They'll be like, have you seen the yellow sign? Because that's what he uses to influence cultists. Okay. Like, if, if you like- see the yellow sign, then you're automatically, like, influenced by Haster. He has a... Okay. a, a, a yeah, he has, like, all his grips
1: in your psyche. I've seen the yellow sign, actually. I have it right here in front of me. I front of me. <laughs> so I know what sign you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Well, he's the, he's the spawn of Yogg-Sathoth and the half-brother of Cthulhu. And he has a bunch of other avatars, like a lot of the great old ones. But, I mean, Cthulhu just really hates him. They hate each other.
1: So the, they're the main rivals, you could say.
0: One of them, because, I mean, I don't think Cthulhu really likes anyone, other than maybe Azathoth. But he's still a priest of the Outer Gods, so, I mean, he, he, I'm sure he has reverence for them, but Cthulhu is more a force of nature than, you know, a person with a personality.
1: He, he just basically is running around,
0: doing whatever he wants, and, you know, basically nothing's going to stop him from doing it. Yeah, and it's not really evil or good because those are human notions. I mean, a shark isn't evil. A shark just feeds.
1: Yeah, a shark's just a shark, you know?
0: You can't uh, put morals on something that is beyond human morality.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Which is another reason why they're so horrifying, the outer gods oh, and yeah. the yeah. great old ones, because that their indifference. Well, yeah,
1: they just use as petty things, you know, to toy with. What? Yeah, if even that.
2: thanks for listening to cryptic chronicles are you interested in starting your own podcast please support the show by using our sponsor blueberry blueberry is optimized for itunes as well as pretty much all podcast hubs don't worry about contracts or expensive fees you have your own rss feed and no third party sites. you won't ever have to leave your own website blueberry hosting really is the key to podcast success try it for a month free and a month of free podcast statistics by going to cryptic chronicles podcast.com at the bottom of the homepage, you'll see the blueberry links. By going through us, you'll really be helping us out. Also, make sure to support the show by joining The Chronicler's Vault. By supporting us on Patreon, you'll have access to exclusive bonus episodes. The more financial support we get, the more content we can produce. Anything will help, so if you can't afford The Chronicler's Vault, simply donate whatever you can, and we would greatly appreciate it. Go to crypticchroniclespodcast.com and click the donation button on the bottom of the homepage. To keep up to date with all Crypto Chronicles content, follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, or our Facebook page. Throwing the Facebook page a like would also be very awesome. Thank you for supporting Crypto Chronicles. Most of all, thanks for listening.
0: About Dagon. Yeah, Dagon's a classic.
1: Where have I heard that name before, too? Isn't, uh, um, uh, in the Japanese? Oh, no, no, no. Actually, didn't they see something like that? Uh, and they call it a Dagon? In uh, Antarctica or something like that?
0: Uh, maybe, that yeah. Maybe. Uh, no, I, I don't know. No, I haven't.
1: Yeah, there's a video out there on YouTube somewhere, and I think they call it a Dagon. Well,
0: and Dagon, he like a- he's like a big fish person. He's yeah, a giant. Exactly.
1: Yeah, they they show like uh, he looks like kind of whitish. Well, at least the pictures they've shown on YouTube. Uh, he looks like a giant. Uh, he has like fins, but he has mm. a piece of a, a head of a, a kind of a, like a person.
0: Yeah, he looks humanoid.
1: And, yeah, exactly. But, and there's things out there that they've been showing actually on YouTube. So I don't know, you know, who knows? Maybe that uh, Dagon actually might be a. Uh, a being that actually sits on upon this earth
0: that's interesting who knows there could be anything down there
1: he's a uh, dagon is deity who presides over the deep o- ones
0: and yeah like, the deep ones to- are are like fish people
1: yeah human race indigenous to the earth's oceans so like you know maybe it is like you said maybe a love crab was actually um seeing these beings that actually live upon the earth and then what uh, YouTube has, the, the, there might be a
0: link right there. Yeah, I want to uh, hear something creepy about the Deep Ones. Yes. The only way that Deep Ones reproduce is they they mate with human women. And then Ooh. the offspring slowly, like when it becomes an adult at some point, slowly uh-huh. starts to like mutate into a, a, a Deep One. <laughs> wow, and it's like boy. a lot of time they're not even aware. They're like... What is going on? And they mutate into a fish person slowly. And then go out into the ocean.
1: That's crazy.
0: At a very advanced age, some Deep Ones reach... Pretty enormous sizes, such That's as uh, individuals engender the cult of Dagon who worship these creatures as deities. They are, in fact, entirely corporeal beings whose great age contributes to their massive size. There is even fossil evidence that the oldest largest of these beings reach sizes of over 50 feet in height.
1: Whoa. That's
0: like, that sounds just like Dagon. Dagon's like that big, though. So who knows? But uh, Dagon is like 50 feet tall.
1: Yeah. They also go uh, when the hybrids become too obviously non-human. They go into seclusion in ostensibly abandoned buildings until fully capable of living so- solely, solely underwater.
0: Yeah, the deep folk ones folk, are creepy. Yeah, he's also worshipped by a a devout cult of humans. Mm-hmm. And the- that's
1: where they get like mermaids and stuff like that. folk, folk- how do you say it? folklore?
0: Folklore. Yes. Uh, maybe. Right. Oh well, he seems like he's immortal, and that uh, that's basically because he he hangs out with the Star Spawn, who actually serve Cthulhu. And so, those- well, Cthulhu's way more powerful than Dagon. Dagon's still a great old one, though.
1: Oh yes, yes. How about the Nun and Yeb?
0: Nun and Ye- oh, Yeb.
1: uh Yeb. and Yeb are sons of Shub-Niggurath.
0: Shub-Niggurath, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Out of the eons. They are twins born from her mating with her husband. They were spawned on the Doom Nebula of. S- I can't pronounce it. Slirkaroy? Yeah, that works. Sleakeroy. Mm-hmm. According to another account by Avon, the Adrenus. Just the, whatever
0: pronunciation you say is is perfect.
1: Okay. The Adrenus Sakutu split into two, becoming male Nug and female Yeb.
0: Wait, so yeah, Nug and Yeb were one entity that split off into two?
1: Yes. So Nug is the parent of Cthulhu.
0: Yeah, I knew and that. Yep.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. And Yeb is the parent of Satwa?
0: Yeb spawn. Yes. Yeah, it's all just one big happy family yep. of evil of evil space monsters.
1: Oh, so they call uh, Nug father of ghouls. Father of ghouls?
0: Correct. Sounds like a nice guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Nug might also be the father of Natsworth. So, the names Nug and Geb are also similar to the names of Egyptian siblings, gods. Nug oh, really? And Geb,
0: yes. Oh, yeah, Yeb. huh. Yeah. High... yeah, wasn't she like the entire cosmos, like the sky?
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these guys are uh, actually been around maybe even in uh, ancient times. Are... Well,
0: well, I course... think that Lovecraft was inspired by a lot of ancient cultures and their gods. Probably, or they uh... inspired him. <laughs>
1: uh what is it a lot of uh um egyptian also uh what's that other one hmm. uh where the cradle of man
0: oh the mesopotamia yes exactly. the sumerians they,
1: yes because they had gods like the, these guys as well
0: yeah the canaanites the too had some had like a lot of gods that basically all of the the gods in the in the near east are all based off of uh um, sumerian and canaanite gods
1: and the Sumerians had some crazy-ass gods back in the day.
0: Yeah, a lot of people think they're aliens. A lot of the, uh, <laughs> the Anunnaki. Brought, yes,
1: uh, a lot of their gods. The symbol symbols on the uh, uh, their uh, temples. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're on disks, you know.
0: Oh yeah, there's all and kinds of weird on, stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, flying around on winged. disks, uh, you know.
0: So, yeah, it's knows? it's uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Who knows? It's definitely fascinating, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Very fascinating.
0: And then there's the there's the expanded mythos on top of that. Because, yeah. I mean, um, the stories didn't end when Lovecraft died. Other people just picked up where he left a- off.
1: A- added to it, huh?
0: Yeah, tons of people. How about the green god? He's a sentient plant-like entity dwelling within a series of subterranean caverns where it is always served by mutant rabbit-like worshippers.
1: Yes, that's crazy, huh? Rabbit-like
0: worshippers, dude. I wish I had rabbit worshippers that served me.
1: Yeah, isn't that crazy? It sounds almost like uh "Follow the rabbit into the hole" uh, from uh, "Alice in
0: Wonderland." Oh yeah, huh? Kind that's pretty right. weird. Yeah,
1: that is pretty weird.
0: Well, yeah, the mythos is totally intergalactic and interdimensional.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I think. That's what I find more more interesting about anything. Uh, that it's uh, dimensional as well, our our own uh, cosmos, but from other well, other realms, you could say.
0: Yeah, even dreams.
1: Yes, exactly. So who knows? These guys could be coming uh, or uh, becoming reality because of our own uh, uh, dreams, you know.
0: Well, there's definitely people who think that the Cthulhu mythos entities are, in a way, real. Yeah. From a certain point of view. <laughs> Some of these are only, like, summed up. There's not much about them. There's just, like, a paragraph on a lot of these uh, great old ones, and that's about it. Yeah. Like, Yimnar, the Dark Stalker, or Seducely of Earthly Intelligence, is a shapeshifting entity spawned by the outer god, Nigyar Korath, to serve him only. It may grant great powers to whoever chooses to serve it and its master. Its final aim is the destruction of all sentient and intelligent life in the cosmos. Oh, shoot. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's real. You know, he's not messing around, dude. Yeah. And then we have Atlak Naka from The Seven Geeses. The dark form ran toward him with incredible swiftness. When it came near, he saw that there was a kind of face on the squat ebon body, low down amid the several jointed legs. The face peered up with a weird expression of doubt and inquiry, and terror crawled through the veins of the bold huntsman as he met the small, crafty eyes that were circled about with hair. So uh, Atlak Nacha is just like a spider entity, also known as the Spinner in the Darkness. Oh, Wow! So
1: he's like a uh, like an arachnid, you could say.
0: Uh, yeah, I think okay. it's a she, but um, okay. the, she's the spider god.
1: All oh, right, so there you go.
0: Yeah, she resembles a spider too, like a really freaky looking spider, but with a a human face, which is uh, charming. Yes, yeah, so, and so, so, um. Uh, <laughs> Especially
1: if you would see her in the distance and you, you see the fish and you're like, Oh look, I'll go talk to that girl. And all of a sudden, wham
0: spiderweb, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad day. Um yeah. apparently <laughs> um she came from Saturn with uh to Suagua and dwells in a cave beneath the moon of Ludamonath. The moon of say that again? <laughs> Vmura Oh. Okay. I can't pronounce this. Yeah. <laughs> I can pretend like I know, though. I know. know. And <laughs> from the now extinct Arctic kingdom of Hyperborea, there it I spins should... its great webs, forming a great bridge between the dreamlands and the waking world. It is believed that when the web is complete, the end of the world will come. What were you oh, gonna say? Yeah, but dude, every every entity has like end of the world prophecy stuff about him in the Cthulhu mythos. Oh, yeah.
1: Even in our own, uh, you know, world, there's a lot of myths about. Another world, this another world that. So, yeah, it's not a new thing, huh?
0: Yeah, so I know I, I always got a kick out of the idea that you know, if there's a multiverse, maybe like there's actually an apocalypse for each one of those in each separate one. <laughs> so, like oh, in yeah. a way, they're all true, but they're all wrong at the same time.
1: Oh, yeah, and that could definitely be uh, uh, true because you, you never know. Just it uh,
0: another... uh, takes imagination to yeah. think about that. Yeah. One legend of Nacha claims that she was imprisoned beneath a mountain in Siberia. And she basically kills her victims by puncturing them with thousands of spine and sucking out their juices, just like a spider.
1: Just like a spider. Whoa.
0: Yeah, she's a yeah. subservient to Abat. Abat is the lord of contagion, Um, I guess, uncleanliness. I talked about him in the episode 18, when I just Whoa. cover basically all the outer gods. Abat is gross. And... Yeah, like Pestilence. Yeah. The God of Decay. Well, the the outer God, I guess. There's also Bastan, who is uh, known as the Master of Crabs. He's a great old one who basically is in charge of crabs, I guess. And oh, he's man. described as a gigantic humanoid crab-human hybrid thing or whatever, and is actually co- connected to the constellation of Cancer. Oh, so, wow. like, it's funny how... Lovecraft even involves, like, astrology, and, like, it seems like he has a lot of occult influences in the background. It makes me wonder if maybe Lovecraft was a part of some secret occult society, you know, much like Freemasons or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think back in uh, um, his day, there was a lot of spiritualism going around, so I'm pretty sure... Oh, totally. uh, ...a lot of uh, uh, influences, if if any.
0: Oh, yeah, completely... This is like there's all kinds of weird stuff in in his work that's like raises some eyebrows uh, like you said a lot of Egyptian uh, gods are there um i mean there's there's so many just like weird ones too like bakrug he's just uh he's known as the great water lizard he first appeared in the doom that came to sarnath Bakrog, the great water lizard, yep he's a lake dwelling god of semi amphibian form or whatever, and he sleeps beneath the calm waters of a lake that bordered Ib in the city of Sarnath. When the humans of Sarnath cruelly slaughtered the populace of Ib and stole the god's idol, the great deity got pretty pissed off. Oh. Each yeah, each year thereafter, strange ripples reportedly disturbed the otherwise placid lake. On the 1000th anniversary of Ib's destruction, Bakreb rose up and utterly destroyed the city of Sarnath, so completely that not even the ruins remained. Afterwards, the Tham'ha race recolonized and Ibb, forever thereafter, became basically abandoned. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was a po- an apocalypse for a culture, civilization.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: Thanks, uh, River, River Monster. <laughs>
1: huh? Did we talk about the the worm that gnaws in the night? No, who's that? That's the name of him. The worm,
0: the worm that gnaws in the, gnaws night. In the
1: night? Yes. It's a powerful, massive worm-like fiend. It was observed by the wizard, Abon, who noticed that it was slowly eating at the planet, Shagai. The worm has immense durability and might be one of the most powerful great old ones. Oh, really? Yes, the Elder God couldn't even handle it and the worm has survived the radiation from the Outer God, Groth, who destroys all life on Shagai. The worm is one of the only great ones on Shagai, the other being Baoth Tukka Mog. It is also said to be terrifying for words.
0: Well, that definitely sounds like an eldritch horror. (laughs) I mean, a a lot of uh, the entities, if if, uh, any human just like merely looks at them, they cause like instant insanity. I mean, there's people in the mythos who, they just like read a name of one of the the entities and just went crazy, or even like, just heard
1: of, well, yeah, or even I saw them and just went completely mad,
0: yeah, like the Necronomicon that comes from the Lovecraft mythos. And you know, there's there's movies on it, The Evil Dead, but oh, it's yeah. space bas- basically can cause the same kind of havoc as you see in the movies.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, except
0: without the slapstick humor in the third one.
1: Oh, which one was the third one? It's uh,
0: uh, Army of Darkness.
1: Yes, there you go. Oh, it's, like, man, so I, silly. I, yeah, I love that movie, though. I
0: love it, too, but it's just, like, yeah. so different than... I mean, I love them all to. for different reasons. Yeah. But, yeah, there's uh, the Necronomicon comes from the mythos.
1: Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought it was uh, based on, like, uh, somebody actually trying to uh, create a book of dark arts.
0: Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that he was influenced by the Egyptian Book of the Dead, but no way to prove that. It seems similar though. Yeah. Although the Egyptian Book of the Dead is actually not really dark, I guess. It's just uh it's more spiritual than anything. And it's got a lot of positive stuff in it, but it still is about the underworld and stuff, so I guess it's pretty dark to some people. Yeah.
1: Like like we were talking about uh people whether people don't understand find it uh either um dark or you know, just don't wanna deal with it.
0: Yeah. They don't like their little boxes being shaken.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> don't rock yeah. the boat. Exactly. I, I have no idea why people just don't want to. Exp- you, can, you can say expand their minds. You know.
0: Well, I don't I think that. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like arrogant, like I know anything, really, but I think that there's people who are meant for that kind of thing, and there's people who just aren't, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, it, it takes both sides to, basically anything. You know, you, you, if one thing exists, you got to have its opposite. That's true. That's. And that's like goes with infinite shades of gray, like all throughout everything.
1: Yes. Uh, so like. A, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, like the way I see the world is, uh, you know how a lot of people tell you, or oh, well, I'm not sure if they have told you, like. Pick a side, what do you want to be, good or evil, good or evil? Well, why can't you just be both, you know? Why yeah. can't you just live and just, you know, live your life how it's coming?
0: Well, the funny thing is, is that most people are a mixture of those things leaning one way or the other at various times in their life, depending on what's going on in their life, what their moods are. Like, there's a lot of good people that, you know, quote-unquote good people, who did some pretty gnarly evil stuff when they were pissed off or sad or whatever. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, but people of, just don't like to think about it.
1: Yeah, a lot of people even do
0: crazy things out of love, you know? Yeah, And, like, and love supposed totally. to be one of the
1: most purest things.
0: Causes madness, just like yeah, Gabagag. It actually does cause madness. Gabagag is the also known as the Twice Invoked, and he first appeared in at the Mountains of Madness. Oh, wow.
1: I, I, you know what? I need to get those books, bro.
0: Uh, um, I, I would know, listen uh, to the audio books. The audio books? Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, because you can just like do that while driving or doing chores or whatever.
1: Yes, plus uh, it's easier on me on the uh, pronunciation of these words.
0: Yeah, I mostly yeah. I don't think I've really read any Lovecraft, like literally read it other than just yeah. like Goog- Google researching or whatever just for fun. Yes. But yes. I've listened to the audio books, which is pretty entertaining. Yeah, well, but go-, the- go. Huh? Go on. Go ahead. Uh, how about this one his
1: name is Crum crouch the bloody crooked one is likely a giant worm on a dragon like creature god mentioned in dr d's necronomicon as a lesser concubine of or shub yeah.
0: shub niggura
1: crouch is said to lie under a stone stonehenge his cult believed him to be all-knowing in the hyperborean age the grim god crom mm-hmm.
0: who is probably crom yeah Krom- i know who crom is from yeah, yeah from from yeah. conan the barbarian there you go exactly well how did he? say oh
1: yeah god crom crom okay so in the age of crom
0: hilariously Krom probably- conan the barbarian and the cthulhu mythos exist in the same universe you you know what i think
1: <laughs> mentioned yeah i think there was a mention of that or even a hieroglyph of uh, of um of Cthulhu, at least his face in one of uh, uh, the scenes. Isn't there?
0: Yeah, they the two authors who wrote it uh-huh. were, I mean, you know, Lovecraft. I forgot the guy's name for Conan the Barbarian, but they were they were buddies. Oh, so wow. yeah, they they dipped in each other's universes.
1: Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, public face of Crom Crow was worshipped in Samaria. So there you go. Later, he was worshipped by the Celt in Ireland. It's said that its worship was ended by the St. Patrick, who destroyed the cult sign with a hammer. It forced a pre-Christian deity to obtain the souls of children and deceive his followers.
0: Go. Thanks, St. Patrick. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well,
1: isn't that uh, kind of like, uh, you know how St. Patrick also uh, got rid of all the snakes? In, uh, he did Yeah, Oh, I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. He's supposed to be one of, so what, uh, so that might link those two together. That, that, uh, what is dragon looking thing? Dagon? No, no. Crown crouch. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a, a giant worm or dragon. And you know how uh uh Saint, sorry, sorry, Saint Patrick was actually the one that got rid of the snakes. So that kind of links those two together. That's cool. And snake. And yeah, snake representing a dragon, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we got Galoon, who is also known as the Corrupter of Flesh, Master of the Temple. Galoon is basically described as a slug-like abomination, though it usually hides its true nature through the glamour of a beautiful Dionysian statue. There is a homoerotic element to mankind's fascination with Galoon's false appearance. Galoon appears, though is unnamed, in the author Molly Tanzer's novelette, The Infernal History of the Ivory Bridge Twins. In this tale, he is served by dolphins, which is pretty cool. His uh, uh, picture... Yeah, he's got dolphin servants. That's... Who doesn't want that?
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Especially hearing the uh, hearing their songs. What? The, oh, yeah, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would drive me insane, actually.
0: Dolphins are awesome.
1: Oh, no, they are, but, you know, imagine just hearing that constantly, constantly. Yeah. That's know. true,
0: that would suck. Constantly hearing dolphins. Yes. That'd get old real quick.
1: Yeah. I need some speech, people. Some, human, <laughs> some human-to-human some human conversation.
0: So another great old one is Sebek, who is... Uh, yeah, he's the crocodile god. Okay. I mean, he's depicted as a humanoid crocodile with uh, several lower jaws. More than one, he's got uh-huh. extra. Although he's, like, pretty much weaker than most of the other great old ones. He has been known to be a warrior deity and is still revered as a powerful god amongst many cultists. Oh, wow. Yeah, Here's and then there's... One. Huh?
1: Here's another one. His name is Iguolonak? The Defiler. Ooh. He's... I know. Uh, he's a great old one. He is god of the perversion and depravity. Not just average human perversion or depravities, but any that can be conceived by a sapient being. Otherwise, his demeanor is much like that of a Nyarlathopep? Nyarlathotep? Nyarlathotep? Yes, Yes, there you go. Nyarlathotep. He is much more perverted and sadistic. Yagolnak can sometimes be summoned merely by reading his name. Oh, well, I'm screwed. Perfect. Egonak is imprisoned behind a wall of bricks and unknown ruins. His true form is uncertain, but when he possesses a human host to manifest, he appears as a grotesque of obs- of obs- what of Ob- obese with a mouth in the palm of each hand.
0: Oh, like,
1: like that creature in Pan.
0: Yeah, Remember that's that? what I was thinking. That that's yes. creepy. It that reminds me of Slender Man yeah. too,
1: kind of, right? With the mouth yeah. in the palm of each hand, unlike yeah. other deities, Enoch, e, uh sorry, Igolnak is clearly capable of understanding humans, to the point of being able to conduct conversations in English through his human host. Igolnak seeks humans who read perverse and forbidden literature.
0: This Man. guy sounds crazy.
1: This guy created uh, porn, bro.
0: What's his name? Tastwaga? No.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, How you say it is Y-G-O-L-O-N-A-C. Kind of Igolognac?
0: Got it. it?
1: Something like that. (laughs) Igolognac. Yeah. Igolognac. Yeah, these guys have some weird, crazy
0: names. Yeah, the weirder, the better.
1: He offers to grant summoners the dubious honor of becoming his priest. Simply <laughs> kills him for food. Whoa. That
0: sucks. After
1: he, yeah. After he, you know, makes you a priest, he kills you and he eats you.
0: Hey, yeah. congratulations for the promotion there, buddy. Nom, nom, <laughs> nom, nom. What about uh, Stagua? Stagua. Yes, yeah, Stagua. Um, also known as the Sleeper of Nikai. Yep. Thagwa is a creation of Clark Ashton Smith and is part of his Hyperborean cycle. The entity is described as an old one and is godlike from basically the Cthulhu pantheon. Uh, His first appearance in print, however, was actually a Lovecraft story, The Whisper in the Darkness, which was written in 1930 and is one of the best stories ever.
1: Oh, for real? I gotta get that book, bro.
0: Well, yeah. Um... At least hear it, you know? You like YouTube. There's probably an audiobook on YouTube. You don't even gotta buy anything. And then there's also Zothqua, who is the sleeper of Nikai. Yep. He is a very squat and pot-bellied. His head is more like a monstrous toad than anything resembling human. And his whole body is covered in imitation of short fur, giving somehow a vague sensation of both Bat and the Sloth. Oh, Okay. His, uh, he's always got, like, sleepy eyes. They're always, like, uh, you know, half open. Uh-huh. And he's got a really big fat mouth. He's um, uh, pretty weird. He's often found just asleep because he's so ridiculously lazy. He's yeah, incredibly dinosaur. lazy to the point that he refuses to even leave his chambers unless he's mortally threatened. Oh, well. And if disturbed, he will just eat whoever awakens him and basically is a fat ass. Oh, yeah, However, there are exceptions. But this guy's basically just down to let the apocalypse come to him. He has, he just does not give any fucks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like today's youth, actually.
0: Yeah, he's he's a giant freaking toad guy, <laughs> and he's got no, he's servitors as a formless spawn. Hmm, what were you gonna say?
1: Uh, no, I was just listening to what you were saying.
0: Yeah, he's uh. The, his servitors are just like polymorphic entities made of black goo. They're extremely resilient and hard to kill. Oh. Formless spawn can take any shape and can attack their targets in nearly um, any conceivable way. They're surprisingly yeah. flexible and like plasticky. So they're kind of like the Terminator from Terminator Two. How it can just like turn its finger into a knife and go through you. Oh, okay, okay,
1: yeah. So it works, basically. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So
0: they protect his his like lazy man cave, and don't let it be. They don't let it be defiled by any people coming in. Basically, so if some explorer happens to come across this cave and discover it, he ain't coming out. No one's gonna see him again.
1: Whoa! So uh, this entity is uh, um, able to morph into different beings.
0: No, no. Um, his servitors are. He's just a big oh. fat frog guy. And, like, his okay, okay, cultists guess, okay. like to take, uh-huh. take girls and just, like, throw them into his big, gaping mouth. Oh, man. He's, like, the know. god of lazy gluttony. Yeah, I mean, okay. if, if, like, Cthulhu was destroying the world, I bet he would just chill there the entire time until Cthulhu yeah, came to him. Would chill there. Uh, later, uh, he would just watch, basically? That, no, I don't think he even cares. And, <laughs> he probably is, he's so lazy he just doesn't even care and, and then like when Cthulhu comes and shows up at his doorstep he's just send his server doors at him he'll probably die though Cthulhu yeah, will pretty mess pretty, him up yeah and he probably knows yeah. his own fate too which is even more twisted well yeah if you're gonna be a fat
1: you know thing you know you're gonna die eventually mhm yeah
0: that's all for today's episode thanks for listening to Gabriel and I ramble on about crazy stuff the great old ones are vast and many and we barely scratched the surface on them don't worry though I'll be coming back to the great old ones and the Cthulhu mythos many more times in episodes to come I really enjoy having members come on once in a while and helping me co-host to do an episode it's pretty fun I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did Cryptic Chronicles is available on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and basically all podcast apps. I know we're friends, but if you could give me a good review, well, then that would just be awesome. Please support this humble podcast on Patreon. For a buck a month, you can show just how much you appreciate the show. Make sure to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Come join our Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you. Special thanks to Angela Allen Dallaire, Mark Lane, Ashley Holding, Tiana Holcomb, and all Patreon supporters. Please visit the website and read our juicy articles on everything weird. If you have any of your own stories you'd like to share, anything you'd like to contribute, or any ideas of what cryptic stuff you'd like to see covered on the show, then please email it to Podcast at gmail.com. You can also email me at the website just click on contact. And that is a wrap. I'm your host, Tim Hacker, and it was good to talk to you again. I hope you have a good one. And of course, thanks for listening.